Welcome to Open All Ours, a QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser and I am joined by three other QPR fans. To my left is a man who is fiddling with his earphones. He cannot hear himself. Can you hear me yet, Paul? Paul Finney? Not hearing you is not a bad thing, but I can't hear anything. But I can, I can if I take these out. I mean, you can hear me in that we are about one foot away from each other. Indeed. Anyway, good to see you, David. Likewise, Always, always Paul. wonderful, wonderful to spend Great to have you. Oh, wonderful to be here. <laughs> Super smashing. And we have um, also QPR regular, co-founder, new glasses, owner, Chris Charles. Uh, well, I mean, they're not new glasses. These I've got these from the pound shop just to tide me over. Right. But yeah, as you can see. Very good. They're and there's no one else can see. There's no one else. You're happy to take a picture and put them on. Twitter <sighs> if you want, but I don't <sighs> think <laughs> people are going to get Yeah, no. I, I, actually, I think... It's a wee bit Johnny Depp, them glasses, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously. I think for a pound, the pound shop could make a living. Uh, now I have to take a picture. Seriously? The rule is if we talk about it for more than 15 seconds. So this will be going on Twitter. Yeah. Johnny Depp popped into the podcast. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about there, but fine. And, My glasses um, are clearly showed. <laughs> your glasses are very nice. We, but we have, turning to another glasses wearer. Uh, our guest this evening, second appearance on the pods, yeah. Ross, uh, Ross Norville. Hi, you guys, everyone. Uh, evening, right. The specky pod. <laughs> the specky pod. <laughs> we all wear glasses. I wear glasses as well. But well, I wear them on this breathe. evening. Uh, I mean, this is sword. great chat, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. This is fantastic. I wonder if that's why we're QPR fans and we've all got different views and things. Well, there has been... Uh, right, let me do the the intros, etc. Um, there's a quite a lot of people that, um, if Twitter and our feedback from last week is to be believed, hadn't listened to us before because we spoke to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank last week and we got a huge number of downloads. So if this is your second podcast, having listened to that, welcome aboard. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so, at QPR Pod. Follow us on Facebook and you can also um, listen to all our old episodes on QPR Pod. .co.uk. My favourite review from last week was I thought this podcast was going to be rubbish. It turns out it's all, it was all right. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, uh, right. So much has happened. Um, a crazy amount has happened. I almost don't know where to start. I think, so the Sunderland, Birmingham, Tactics, Cherry to talk about. I think before we talk about Sunderland and Birmingham, I wondered if we might talk about some reflections on last week because our interview from last week um, caused quite a lot of comment, quite a lot of debate. Uh, I think for those of you who didn't listen to it, we had Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank come on and I suppose defend his positions perhaps a bit too strong, but, but explained why he's playing the team in a certain way. And the things that came out of it for me were certainly how he's building the team around uh, Cheron Cherry. Um, how he doesn't want to play a four-four-two for the reason for reasons that he explained, which would mainly be dropping him, um, and also kind of well, fair enough for him. I know we said it, we we said it on the night, but fair enough for him for fronting up. And from that interview, a lot of comments uh, was generated, um, and there's so much stuff. And I don't know. I sort of wanted to ask you a week on, sort of, what, how do you feel? What, what do you think about? having spoken to Jimmy and, and, and everything that's happened since, Chris? 
Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, first of all, um, yeah, he said it, you can't play a four-four-two with Cherry, and then second half on uh, uh, Saturday, he proceeded to play a four-four-two. Second half, the second half. Yeah, yeah, with with uh, with, with Cherry. Cherry. Um, but no, I, I mean, yeah, as as we said, it was it was good for him to come on. I, I thought he came across quite, quite well. I mean, I, I did think he he seemed quite inflexible in a way in that he's got this certain system in his mind he's got Cherry who he's going to build the team around and nothing is going to detract him away from that yeah. but then as I just mentioned he, he he's I mean basically on I, we'll come on to Saturday in a minute but basically he, he um, because of injuries and stuff like that he was forced into a rethink and uh, and, and it was a change of formation and, and in this instance it seemed to work for the better although equally before um Polter came on I thought we were doing quite well in the second half Ross what did you, I know you listened to the interview last week what did you think about what Jimmy had to say um, I thought he came over well as in the fact that he fronted up and answered the questions he didn't back away from them and give us the sound bites that probably people wanted to hear or that previous managers would have turned around and said uh, he came over as being stubborn mm. set in his ways I'm going to play this formation this is how we're going to do it if you don't like it tough but but need... as Chris said he did then change yeah. it didn't he Paul he did um, and it's kind of weird and sad because a lot of people talked afterwards was the substitution a mistake or was it um... oh, what because it was announced yeah it, it, the, the one go and, and yeah. he changed it um, and you know what managers careers have changed on such issues as that <laughs> and um, I, as that was being made on Saturday and the booze rang out I was thinking to myself Jimmy I think you've really you're not helping yourself here because that's the wrong tactic you know and you will get ruinedly booed which he did which is don't agree with booing but he got booed changed his mind or it was wrong and we were so much better for it we actually looked decent the two new lads came in the two Polish lads played really well the winger Pavel is just superb. I mean, he actually looks up before he crosses the ball. I mean, you know, that, that took me back a few years. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And that's a real positive. And, and from them things, we don't get carried away, but we seek inspiration. And that was a much better second half performance. I'm actually called him Pavel there. You can have a shot at his surname. I can't even You're say the journalist. Well, what is his surname? I did a bit of, apparently it's pronounced Shoek. Right, Shoek. Yeah, Pavel. I mean, I thought Pavel. it was Wuzelek, but it's Shoek. Shoek. I thought just the W was silent, so Zulek. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? As well, sorry, I'm thinking about it as you're saying this because it's, it's, it's as interesting as it is, and his mm. name is, is good. Always to get right, I'll always get it wrong. He didn't look fearful, did he, on Saturday? He didn't look fearful, like no. of anything. You know, like you expect someone to come into the, yeah. the game of a different country, they're going to be a bit worried because Birmingham were slagged in some rather crude challenges yeah. at times yeah, and he, he took it on and the other lad was really busy mm. going around trying to kick it yeah. for one yeah Pavel he <laughs> North Pole and South Pole basically yeah. Pavel's from the north and Borsiuk is from the south used to be a brilliant pub round there called up can we not just call them the Polish lads yeah. well, was, I've got to say because Clive was due to come on tonight but unfortunately he couldn't make it but I did like this from um, if I can find it from his, his, his match report QPR soon discovered what most Londoners knew long ago. If you want a job doing well at half the price, get a couple of poles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ross, you, you were saying? No, so the, the winger, Pavel, he, yeah. not for the pace, not got pace, but has that ability to find that yard of space to get and ball in. And it showed on Saturday that our forward players 
are not used to it because mm. the amount of times that he put the ball into the six yard box and they were waiting for it to be pinged right slower to get to the edge of the box mm. you think that with someone like Silla who's was got a reputation for being ahead of a ball and liking two wingers that hopefully over time he will be banging the goals in with two, well, two wingers whipping the ball in for him it was definitely a, evident on Saturday that the forward line are not used to having two wide players uh, who can I, put a quality ball in the box I thought he was playing a little bit off script he was just kind of doing his own thing and he was getting so much of the ball on that side that he looked he don't need pace Andy Sinton wasn't blessed with no, pace that's, but that's who it, he reminded me of you know yeah. in that way that he didn't have pace but wants to get to the line every single time he feels he's failed if he doesn't get to the line and then whips it in and always seems to beat the defender sorry to interrupt you ah, Jesus is alright I don't mind no but I, I think it's quite good that we got this because then you get Poulter and maybe Washington playing together with sort of coming in as well and, and I know you sorry. think sorry sorry I know I do want Washington to succeed I'm just you know I'm just Was laughing it? at the where's he from carry on carry on carry on, carry on. doesn't matter where he's from he's a QPR player Peterborough um, no he's from I think he's from Somerset or something isn't he? I, I don't he, know but he, I think the point being that he plays for Northern Ireland oh, right, okay. you want Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve Morrow played for Northern Ireland and I absolutely hated him but that's neither here nor there um, but you th- would want him and Pulsar playing together wouldn't you I would want to be honest I'd like to see someone from the three of them come out and start scoring goals because that means we're going to succeed we need someone to start scoring goals in that area because we're not getting we're not getting enough goals um and the emphasis of the team seems to be from what Jimmy was saying on Cherry being the main uh-huh. performer but let's have someone who can take the burden off his shoulders and get a goal from open play I'm not wondering about where the goals come from because a goal's yeah. a goal doesn't matter if it's a corner or a set pit I don't care but we need to be a bit more attacking from open play in my yeah opinion. I mean I think I think Silla looks decent to be honest I mean he hasn't I mean when he came on his first game his first touch you know everyone's like oops you know it, was, uh, it mm-hmm. wasn't great but he, I think he had one of the only shots on target, forced to keep him making the save, which is, you know, the, 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 the first and foremost, what you've got to do as a striker. Um, I, I like the look of him. He holds it up quite well. Uh, and Poulter, when he came on, he's obviously ring rusty. I mean, he, kept, he, he had a couple of chances. The ball kept getting tangled in his feet. But equally, you know, he, he was, he was he, you know, he was creating chances for other mm. people by, you know, just being Poulter. Um, what I loved about Poulter on Saturday was he came on determined to score. He fell a bit short, yeah. but he came on and the one thing he wanted to do and he was going to try his best to do was bulldoze if he needed to, that ball in the back of the net. He came on and he harried and he pushed and he shot and he took some ridiculous shots a little bit at times. And There was a couple uh, that, that went way off. But he came on with that real desire to score and like you say, obviously a bit rusty, but probably reacting to the fact that they've just signed another centre forward and he's thinking, well, I, I, I want to be the man, thanks very much. Yeah, and the thing is, similarly against Sunderland, Washington was doing the same, but not great results. And I, I do feel for but him Washington was played on the left. I know, but Sunderland. I mean, you could just see he desperately wants to score that he does. goal in the chat. I know he got one in the, in the Coca-Cola Cup, whatever it's called now. League EFL. Up. Yeah, is it? Okay. But, but, the thing, but the thing is, we forget... It's not because I'm not just saying this because he plays Northern Ireland, he's been to Euros and all that. I'm not saying that, but for the price tag that he's on as well, he needs to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if, even if he doesn't work out from a QPR, if he bangs some goals in, at least you can recoup some of that fee. As it stands now, we're going to get very little of that fee unless he goes in London as well. So for the price tag, which people say doesn't matter, but it does matter because there's a lot of money for QPR to spend on anyone. And, I, and generally, he seems like a decent fellow as well. I'd, I'd like him to. I'd like all three to succeed. I'd like to see some goals. It's that. Sounds that he's trying too hard 
I think Paul was still inside as well, like yeah. you said. But they both yeah. are. But it was like uh, against Sunderland. He, Washington, was inside the six-yard box, header, and you could see him. Got to head it down. Got to head it down. Got to head it down. Heads it down straight into the goalkeeper's arms. And it's like any other time, if you've got full of confidence, that ball goes in top corner or goes. It just goes in. Someone needs to show him Devon White's greatest QPR goals, yeah. <laughs> and th- that'll inspire him. Well, I know, I know, Paul. You always make the point that Washington ha- he hasn't been played as a centre forward very much at all yet in mm. his preferred position. And when he has, he hasn't. I don't know how many ninety minutes he's got, but it's not very many. So there is a, an argument that you, we haven't seen the best of Washington because he hasn't had that full opportunity. But when yet. he does play up front uh, in in that his preferred position, the, the tactic in the past has been what it is to Poulter just lump the ball up to him, and he's you know like you know five foot ten or something. I don't know how tall he is. Whereas you know Poulter might be able to get it, hold it up. But Washington has, has just been isolated out there. I, I do feel a bit sorry for him, and I. I I do think, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, strikers rely on instinct. And if you haven't scored for, you know, so many games, then that, 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 that sort of sharpness, that instinct goes. And, you're, yeah, you're almost trying too hard. Well, start on Saturday, somebody at the back was shouting, you know, we haven't had a decent centre forward since Zamora and Furlong. And I sat there thinking, hold on, I remember going to a game, was that how long ago, against Cardiff, and we got beat 4-0. And Paul Furlong could not hit the ball. He couldn't do anything. He got roasted by the crowd. Absolute rubbish. And then about three weeks later, I think the ball went in off his thigh. All of a sudden, he gets confidence and started scoring. Did that person sat behind you never see Charlie Austin play for QPR? Oh, no. No, he did see Charlie Austin play. And Charlie Austin, you know, is Jesus and can turn right. water to rock wine and do everything like that sort of thing. But it was, it was all about more like, like the target man. Right. To be honest with you, if, if, do you know what we need now? We need a modern-day John Spencer to work off Poulter if we had someone like that in the box who was so tricky so yeah. strong so mm. mobile to get on there because Poulter knocks on some great balls but there's no one there to get them you need you need, you yeah. need that kind of but then everyone's looking and that there player. was no understanding between Silla and Poulter on Saturday I know they only played together for 15-20 minutes but you could tell that they'd almost like practically never met each other before like they were kind of bumping into each other they but, weren't sure who was, who was putting it on to but Silla and Poulter are similar players so they yeah. are going into the same sort of space. Well, still seems to have a lot more pace, and yeah, but, and, and where, where Paul does quite strong yeah. and doesn't use his aggression, but uh, still so uses a lot of aggression. I mean that, that, that when we scored, when we scored, and I thought he was going to kill them because he wanted to yeah. get the ball, the ball back quickly to try and get another one. Yeah. So it's hearts in the right place. I think it'd be interesting to see how we get on tomorrow. Tomorrow and Saturday are massive, mm. massive, massive games for us. I mean, the worst thing I think happened to us was Fulham losing four 0 <laughs> you know, that, that's you know. they were meant to have been abysmal. I bet you they won't be in feckin' Saturday. No, they won't be. I'm expecting them to turn up, but on Saturday they were pony. But going back to the game on Saturday, I mean, obviously we've got to talk about the Sunderland game, which yeah. we haven't, haven't really touched on yet. I mean, in, in terms of that, I suppose the big thing was Sandro. That was the big talking point. Obviously, we asked Jimmy about that last week, and for 60 minutes he looked the real deal. He was, you know, he was. Um, what I didn't understand from the Wednesday to Saturday, so I thought Wednesday, and you have to remember now that the, the players and the club came into it off the back of Newcastle and Huddersfield, really bad feeling. Everybody felt very low, and I felt there was a there was an improve there was an improvement against Sunderland. 
the team looked more committed, more organised, and it was more it was more enjoyable, obviously, than Newcastle. What I didn't understand was there were some good performances I felt against Sunderland, and there was no reward for any of those players who put in a good performance for Lynch. Saturday. Lynch, yeah, Lynch, Lynch didn't get. I, I don't look like. I don't know if reward is the right phrase, but some players had some really good games and it didn't kick on from there. I thought Sandro was worth at least a place on the bench on Saturday from the performance. Lynch. um, Who else? Kaká. Yeah, one of the fullbacks. Um, Who else? Uh, Washington. I mean, I felt Washington played quite well as well, but there was no... I had a look because I'm, I'm a bit odd about some of these things and, and like everybody may start making the argument well it was EFL and oh well Sunderland Sunderland played a reserve tick they didn't we had three players from Wednesday night then start for us on Saturday Sunderland had five okay so they took it seriously enough and they rewarded well, the Dong players was, Dong was made to look world class wasn't he I mean, he was the best player Dong. on the pitch well, he, was he the looked guy great with the, um, yeah, yeah. 14 million quid worth of players what, what, well, what, exactly, yeah. what, what I've kind of thinking and I'm not very bright so I, I could be completely wrong I don't know there's a reason why we're not playing Sandro and it must be appearances fees and it must be a lot of money that he was in the Premier League that in the Championship would seem ridiculous to the board to pay him mm. when you're paying him a massive amount as a say as a basic and then they pay him an extra money. I don't know. But that has been but mooted. I was going to say, wasn't there that story in the summer about when we tried to sell him that there was he was on a basic salary but was getting an extortionate amount for every appearance he made? Which is why you can only play him in cup matches because it's yeah. obviously down to league matches. Yeah, but that's fine. But if there was a bit of transparency over that, and we, we, we if, if, if Jimmy, I mean, may, okay, maybe they don't want to say, but if Jimmy had said, well, you know, it's, it's down to Rob Green. Yeah. But if everyone know that Rob Green was Ooh. banished to the kids' team because if he made another five appearances, we had to give him a new contract. But they then made that a nine. There's another argument then if you're paying him, say, say for instance, he's at 100 grand a week or 10 grand a week, whatever, and you're paying him that sort of money, and then the, the appearance fee is an extra five grand. But if you can win games and you get in the playoffs and you can get a chance to the Premier League, then therefore everyone's a winner. Because you're paying him 100 grand anyway if he's on that sort of money, wherever um, he's on. So the only way you're going to sell him is if you play him. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of it's it's a strange one. But in, on the plus side, on Saturday, I think uh, Borsiuk and Luongo uh, looked yeah, pretty, looked pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, so I mean, really, if, if we can play players who aren't going to be looking to leave in January and they can form a good partnership, then that's going to be better Sandra than at all. Then no, I mean, I I I, I would say. Um, my view is that if we're paying him and he's on this, you know, whatever ridiculous money he's on, then what, why shouldn't we play him? You know, why shouldn't we at least, you know, put him in the shop window? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, what I don't understand is why he's not even on the bench. And Jimmy said to us last week, you know, he's sort of playing his way into contention. So I expected him, unless he's injured again. But again, there's no, no one actually says, so, so as fans, we're sort of, we're not quite sure what's going on. Well, if there was transparency... I know we've got to go to our interview, which we're going to in a minute, and we've got Lee Cook on the phone in a second. If, if there was transparency about Rob Green, which there was, we asked Jimmy the question last week, and he said he's knocking on the door. So he didn't say to us there's a contractual issue. So then we have to uh, summarise summarize from that. There is no contractual issue. So then it's a simple question of... he. Why isn't he playing? Yeah. You know, he, 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 if he's good enough, he'll be playing. That was the message that was given to us last week. Um, I think a lot of people felt after Wednesday night he probably does deserve his chance. It's a bit... When would be his outlet now to play, now that we're out the, That's, the uh, FL exactly, Cup? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing FA is, he's, I mean, the, the, the main point was he's good for 60 minutes and 
And I know he's injury prone, but then if you're not getting that many games, anybody's not going to last the, the full 90, are they? To be fair, I mean, what, what is the other rumour is his attitude is low, so, well, you know. But then Jimmy, it, we it, asked it, Jimmy that question, and he said he's got not, no problem. He's, so he's, his attitude was pretty you good on Wednesday Jimmy night. Said, which is what I was going to say, sorry. Yeah. That it's all right, but it's going to be worth a place to the bench at least on a, on a Saturday against Birmingham at home win. The match is in the balance. I don't know. It's just it just seems a ridiculous situation only Queen's Park Rangers could get themselves into. Where you've got <laughs> this player who's a £10 million player who's on massive amounts of money and we can play him because we'll even lose more money. But, but that's not the case. Let's if, if say there isn't a contractual issue because we asked the manager and he didn't, okay. he didn't okay. indicate that at all. So therefore then you have to put down that his, his attitude's pretty bad then or something. Yeah, but then But then the one as you said that the other lad played really well, well That's the thing. I mean if they I mean my preference would be for them to if they can form a decent partnership. And yeah. and, and, and Borsiuk, I mean, special mention for him, I mean he, he looked really good and I, I think he's maybe the sort of um creative player we've been looking well, out for since since Ali. I've went. got a friend who's a Ledger Warsaw fan and he was gutted that he left. Because he said he does that role in front of the back four, just Ooh. sits there, five, ten yards in front of the back four, and he can hit a 30-yard diagonal ball, you know, to feet, which is something that we haven't had. Sounds like it's what Furlan used to do. If we could get... Whatever happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, that's the sort of thing we've been missing. But the only other thing is, Sandra does three, three goals in two games, and anyone's record is not a bad show, and no. we're not scoring enough goals. So, But I agree. I'd rather have team unity and... The team going forward is one, then having people who think they're better than the club, bigger than the club. But how do you solve a problem like Sandra would uh, be a big talking point, I but feel. Then, but then, um, I know we've got Leon in a second, but, 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 but all those three goals, it, it wasn't like he was celebrating in isolation and everybody was standing there with their arms folded. Everyone came over to him, embraced him. Didn't seem like a bad egg, as Joey Barton would say uh, to me. Anyone read his book yet? We're not, should we not talk about him? Yeah. On this Are we agreed on that? What, Joey? Yeah. The book's out, isn't it? Yeah. Sounds like we're about to. There's a few people I know reading it. I think there's a few people the club tried not to read it. Yeah. Lick hook anyone? Ah, uh, let's yeah. cook them books. Let's 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 cook it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that. We news. have yeah, <laughs> friend of the podcast, um, fans' favourites, ex QPR midfielder Lee Cook. Hi Lee, how you doing? It's Chris. You're right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm going to go straight into it because there was an interesting one of your columns in the Kilburn Times the other day, um, uh, and, I, yeah. and I, I know it was before um, the I think it was before the Sunderland and uh, the game at the weekend. But you, you said that um, basically said that Jimmy's sort of on borrowed time, um, and the manager's time might well be up after the two games that have gone since you said that. Do you think there's uh, there's sort of some green shoots starting to appear? Listen, um, the comments I made in the uh, Kilburn Times, that's over a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think people seem to forget. He's, he's had quite long in the job now to work out everything that he's needed. And I expected this season to be a lot, lot better than what it was last year. Um, they're the reasons I made the comments, because I don't think it is. I think it's basically exactly the same. Um, I mean, I, I know it's still early days in the season, obviously, and it's, it's difficult to make them judgments already but I think the next two games are pivotal for him yeah I mean that's uh, sort of what Vinny just said but did, did you see the Birmingham game did you go to that one I didn't I've heard it was a I heard it was a lot better um, it seemed like we actually had a, a style of play that day um, it looked like we went a bit direct but at least we had 
at least we knew what we were sort of doing and we were we, the players knew what type of game they were trying to play and it just seemed to be a direct get the ball in the box and let's put them under pressure that's that's from what I've heard of the game obviously I'm laid up at home I didn't get down there to see it so why are you laid up? I've heard it was a lot, lot better so I mean what do you guys think was it better? I, th- I think so, mate. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think well, it, it was sort of more by accident than design that he arrived at the format because Cousins, who has been sort of mid central midfield midfield player, has been um, shoehorned into this role on the ring wing that he's not used yeah. to. He had to come off, and so the P- Polish lad Sholek, I think is how you pronounce <laughs> it. Um, he he yeah. came on, and he's he's an actual winger. I mean, you know, in the in, in the Lee Cook mould, maybe. I mean, he was he was actually. Mm. Ru- Hugging the touchline, beating his man, getting across in time and time and time again. That raised the level of yep. the crowd. The crowd got into it. As you, I think you mentioned about the Blackburn crowd. You know, it was really dead, which it was. Yeah, it was against Preston, yep. um, and, and the crowd lifted up. That lifted the team. And I, I left there. You know, and I, you know, we, we we could have won to be honest, but I left there yep. with, with a lot better feeling than I've had for several weeks. Mm. Well, that's good. That's that's basically what I heard. Um, I heard about him coming on and doing well. Um, at least that's that's something like a, a style of play. Like he's he's come on. The, the the tactic was to get him on the ball, get him down the line, and get get the ball in the box. I mean, the Blackburn game. It took 92 minutes for a, a pass to cut inside the fullback down the line for the wide player to run onto on a wet day to cross it across the face of the box. Yeah, Blackburn done it three or four times that day. We didn't do it once. And I'm I'm, I'm sat there thinking. What is our actual game plan here? How are we actually playing? Because I couldn't work out how we were playing. Were we passing it? Were we hitting it in the channels? Were we going direct up to the big man up front? I didn't know what we were doing. But then, obviously, after the game at the weekend, it looked like there was a bit more, a bit more of a game plan to us, mm. from what I've heard. And like you said, him coming on and and creating creating down the line and crossing the ball. But it's not all about that. It's just having a, a style of play and the way that. We, we're going to play and it seems to me so far this season we haven't had that yet um, maybe this is the start of it I don't know but like I said I think the next two games we still drew the game we haven't won in seven league games we should be beating Birmingham I, we, we should be beating them simple as that league and we we, we, we've, we've won one game in seven I think the next two games we've got Burton and then we've got the Derby against Fulham no, we, need, we, need to, we need to win both these games Fulham, we got, Fulham got well Fulham got well done at the weekend they're going, to be, they're, they're going to be heads down, and we've got Burn. We should be beat. We should be winning the next two games. How, how does actually talking about Fulham? How does that actually work if they've been trounced at home, and it's not like they've got a great record against us for hammering us every time we play them or anything like that? Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's still going to be frigging tricky, isn't it? I mean, I just want to go there and get some kind of result. I just don't want to get yeah. battered again, and that's a problem with QPR. We've got into this. This mindset, we go to the, down by the river and we get absolutely tanked. But um, you play yeah. for both clubs. Um, obviously, you're a QPR man. How do you see it going Saturday? Please say win. Well, let's um, let's see how the Burton game goes first. But yeah, true. I mean, obviously, that, obviously, I think that I, I watched Fulham at the start of the season, and a friend I've got a couple of good pals that are Fulham supporters. They they seem to be quite. Um, What's the word? They seem to be a bit hyped at the minute. They think they're better than what they actually are. I mean, they, they've the other day. I think when they they got done the other day badly, I think that's going to really affect them because uh, so far this season they've they've done all right. Actually, they've not done too bad. I see them a couple. Of, I see the first game of the season against Newcastle. They played well, and I see them another time. Who's the other game? I see them against. They played quite well. But we've got we've got a 
go into that game after the Burton game. If we can go and beat Burton on Tuesday and just get... I mean, Saturday give us confidence by the looks of it. Everyone seems to be a bit more confident now. Even like us as supporters are a little bit more confident. And obviously the players will have a lot more confidence than what they have done the last few weeks. But, you know, if we get beat against Burton, what's, what's, what's the atmosphere going to be like in the changing room? Do you know what I mean? It's like... It's, we just need to get past this game against Burton and then, then, then worry about the Fulham match. Lee, can I ask you about tactics? Um, the, the, the reason why is there's been a lot of discussion about this the last week, um, particularly after Jimmy said it himself on our podcast, he's building the team around Cherry. Um, and that means mm. that he can't, he does, the system doesn't fit with two up front because if he, if he does that, he would have to play Cherry out. Or he would have to play Cherry out of position. Can you explain, can you explain to, to I suppose, us mere fans why that's the case and is that sort of system really that inflexible can we really not play two up front which a lot of people have been asking for if if we want to get the best out of cherry i think we should play two up front i think when you if you if you're basing your side around a certain individual like cherry they've got to be special and is he really good enough to to interfere with your whole tactics i mean Bullnock done it when i was at rangers around the dell he built his side around the dell now Adele scored 20 goals and got 20 assists is Cherry going to do that? I don't think so I mean if, if you're basing your whole team around a certain player they have really got to be like top top draw and yeah, I know he started the season well and he's got a few goals but they've all been basically penalties or free kicks I mean that the times I've seen him yeah, he hasn't created as many chances as what he should have done I think, he's, I think there's a lot more to come from him but I feel like you can't build your side around a player that's that's not really producing it week in, week out. I think you need to go... So I, I would play two up front, personally. I just don't understand the tactics that we are playing at the minute. But he's the manager. I mean, we, we started off well. We won two the first two games of the season. It was like everyone was rosy. I mean, the Leeds game, everyone was buzzing after that. And it, I just don't... I just can't, don't seem to... can't put my finger on it. Why it's just petered out like the last month or so. It just all seems a bit flat. But it's picked up, obviously, Saturday. Now, all that happens now, we just got to keep confidence and just kick on with it and just see what happens in the next two games. But to build up, to build your team around in your tactics around one certain player, they really have got to be, you know, a top top draw number ten player, haven't they, to to, to do that? Yeah, hi Lee, it's Ross. Mate, as a winger, when you were getting down to the goal line and crossing the balls in, would you get fed up if the centre forwards weren't getting into the six yard box to get onto the end of the balls? I asked because on Saturday, this Polish winger we've got was yeah. continually beating his fullback, putting in some yeah. absolutely cracking balls uh, in the air and along the ground. And on countless times, the forwards were, I don't know, five yards behind, sort of thing. They weren't yeah. getting into where he was putting the ball. I mean, it comes down again, doesn't it, to the, the, the game plan. I mean, if they're getting told, right, when, he come, when he's playing... He's going to get the ball. He's going to be direct. He's going to attack his fullback. He's going to get half a yard and stick the ball in the box. Now, if the centre forwards know that that's the game plan, they'll get in there. They'll be in there, ready yeah. for the ready for it. But if they're not, then they obviously didn't realise that that was the game plan at the time. Well, that was a bit behind play. I mean, as a winger, you do you, if you if you're putting it on a plate like time and time again, and the forwards, you do you do have arguments with them. I've had it before where I've had a row with a centre forward. Yes, you know, I've been putting the ball in this like any chance of getting in there or what? <laughs> do you know Someone's what I mean? Like, you, do, you, do, you, you do have a row with them, and it, but it's good because the next time, when you after you've had words, the next time it does happen, then they score, 
and then your best mates again. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, Lee, because having words, because one of the other things that's been levelled at this team is there's no leaders on the pitch. There's no talking going on. Yeah. I mean, maybe Poulter I, 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 is the only name I can pick out of the bag who seems, you know, like geeing people up and getting quite passionate. Um, I, 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 did yeah. you notice that when you've been watching them? Well, what, the one thing that I noticed was I mentioned it in also in the article I did the other day was when we played Newcastle and no one got booked yeah. after losing 6 yeah. 0. Not one yeah. player got booked. And I just think, we, it, as a player out there, if you're getting hammered, smashed by a team, you've got to give fans something. I mean, we had a couple of players that could do it. I mean, I wasn't one to go steaming into people and smashing, but I did it now and again. I mean, I've got a few bookings in my career where I got the ump. But it just needed it just needed someone to even if someone just went and smashed someone at four 0 down it gave it would give us something to go yeah all right and they got a booking but that didn't even happen that didn't even happen and it was as if like no one's really bothered um, and that's how it sort of felt like the like it, it's been petering out but obviously Saturday was a, a lot lot better and yeah for me as well on Saturday the Polish midfielder the holding midfielder Borisuk he yeah. did seem to have that about him on Saturday. He's only a small. Sorry. Little, yeah, he seems. He what? He seemed to have it about him on Saturday. Yeah. Because there was yeah. a couple of times that he went. It was a second half. He could have quite easily been booked. Yeah. Where he just went flying into challenges. But yeah. Like you said, it's getting. You've got to do it. And there's a couple. He put in a couple of brilliant tackles. Really good bone juggling yeah. tackles. And fans want to see that. Players want to see. Of course it. they if you do. Can I see mean, someone sometimes it gets you going. It, sometimes it gees the crowd up as much as a goal does. Sometimes. Yeah. Especially if things are going against you at a certain time in the game, and someone goes and you know and gets the crowd going, and he gets up and you know waves his hands to the crowd, and it gets everyone going, and then you find an extra yard from somewhere. It's just strange how it can happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm I'm really like intrigued to see what happens over the next two games because, you know, I mean, like I said, it started well, fizzled out. It come good against Saturday. We just need to be more consistent. Obviously, that's 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 the problem here. We just need to be a bit more consistent. And I think after the six months that um, had last year, I think everything should have been set in stone for this season. The way we was going to play, the players that we were going to bring in is going to be the way we're going to play. Are we going to play football? I think everything should have been done that way, and it doesn't seem at the minute that that's been done. That's the only thing that I was concerned about. And. I think that you know the next two games let's win them both and then everything's rosy isn't it yeah, yeah. well <clears throat> let's beat Burton let's win at Fulham and Lee we're going to go on the piss after that I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, no I'm, I can't now I'm injured none of um, that I can still read. you've got one hand that works haven't you you have to hold them hold the beers for me mate are you alright what's, <laughs> what's your injury Lee uh, I don't want to rotate a cuff on my shoulder this Oh, that's it's a bit sore. of a dodgy one. Uh, you, you wouldn't believe the things that you take for granted, you know, that you use your right hand for. You just don't realise, you know, even cutting your food. I've, I've had to get my missus to cut me steak the other night. I couldn't cut me food. I wonder what you were going to say then, mate. <laughs> We, we we knew what he was going to say, Chris. It wasn't sure in what order. Yeah. All right, so actually that, that, to be fair, that's a painful injury. In, in all yeah, seriousness, it, it, that's it not good. Sore, it was quite sore, actually. But your rotator getting, cuff is it? Yeah, I'm off the codeine now, which is all right. So, um, like the first few nights was absolute murder. But I think the, the uh, recovery is about two months until you're back running and all that kind of jazz again. So, just ah. after Christmas, I'll, uh, I might try and get back into we'll it. Just again. come along, mate. We'll stick you in a bit of bubble wrap and just we'll just cart <laughs> you around the pubs. <laughs> 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 
injury I've had in a long time, you know. I've not been injured for about yeah. three, four years. So I've done quite well. I've how, done all right how did you do it? Um, I can't forget his name now. We was, it was a game when I was at Barnet. I actually done it. But I've had three injections in it since to numb it. So I've obviously been doing more damage to it trying to play on. Mm. But a geezer sent me about three foot in the air and I landed on my shoulders. And it kind of, it, the tendon like ripped off the bone sort of thing. As, as, a, as a resident of Barnard, can I apologise? Even if they play an edge where these days. Now, now, Lee, going back a bit, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for not being too sympathetic about your injury, but um, yeah. we are, and I will hold you beer, it's not a problem. Um, yeah. Adele, you mentioned him earlier on. What, yeah. what, what was he really like in training? What was he like as a person in, within that squad? Because you just said 20 goals and 20 assists, we're kind of thinking legend on the pitch. What was he really yeah. like? Well, I think that season um, he had so much confidence in him because he started off really well and um, Neil was one of their managers he he realised how to sort of manage him you had to put your arm around him I mean he drove some of the players nuts <laughs> really? I mean, I mean I mean, proper nuts yeah because you know sometimes in training he wouldn't look like he was trying wouldn't be bothered and then all of a sudden he'd stick it through someone's legs and hit it in the top corner and you couldn't say nothing so he did drive some people mad but I think what what a lot of the boys realised is he's going to get us promotion so they kind of just got on with it and thought you know he can he can be that have that temperament and let him do what he's got to do because at the end of the day he's going to he's going to get us up he's going to improve all of our lives and financially because everyone's money would have been going up going into the Premier League so everyone just let him do what he wanted to do and you've got to give it to him that year I mean he he was by far the best player in the league because he had that because he had that freedom and he didn't have a manager that was, you know, screaming at him to get back. I mean, I remember Neil saying to him, "Don't you don't want him over the halfway line in our defensive half." He didn't want him anywhere near the defensive half. Just stay, stay halfway line, attacking half. Don't want you to come back. And he gave him that freedom, and he just took it with both hands, really. And it's just a shame. Like since then, I thought we'd really kick on, but he just hasn't really done it. He seemed to have been a bit of a one-season wonder that year because since then he's he's kind of just just like petered out a little bit well he's, I mean he scored seven goals for Milan I think it was so he did I, 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 maybe it's a lifestyle thing I mean that was that was always the thing that was levelled at him I, I mean I feel sorry for him but he, he was at Benfica never played one first team game yeah, I think yeah. he's, gone, he's gone to Marseille now so that's his like re- rejected him oh they've rejected when him went, they? when he went there I thought, it, I thought that would be a decent move for him you know going over there that, that, that league I thought that league would suit him a bit slower yeah more, more about the football side of it and I was surprised that he, he didn't even play. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. Maybe the manager there didn't think he trained hard enough for or what have you. But there's no denying the kid's got talent. He's you know probably the most talented boy I've played with. Um, but uh, I mean, he's still quite young as well in terms of football. What's he, 25, 26 now? Yeah, something like that. Maybe 27. Yeah, it's just... It'd be nice. I mean, it'd be great if we could get him back and get him going like... like we did that season he got us promoted yeah I'd probably take that now listen Lee I've got yeah. one last question mate before you go what should be our aim for this season realistically I mean should we be bobbing along in 10th or should we be going for the playoffs playoffs all, all day all day playoffs I mean if you look at sides even Bar- like Barnsley are, are up there, they've got a budget nowhere near us Barnsley and they've started off the season well they're up near the, like in the top top half I mean it, this league is so, it's so tight and most teams are on a level par you've got to go for the playoffs I mean it's probably three or four that are a level above but you've got to go for the playoffs 
no matter what. I mean, we should be. We shouldn't even think of anything else, really. I mean, considering we've been in the Premiership twice in the last few years, got got the money we've got from the Premier League. We, you know, playoffs has got to be. It's got to be at least playoffs for me. Nice one, mate. Well, let's hope that comes true. And um, good luck with the arm, Lee. Seriously, and uh, hopefully we'll see you down Rangers pretty damn soon. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, mate. I'll see you. Lee. Yeah, I'll see. You. I'll come in. I'll come in next time and I'll come and see you. Nice no one, worries, mate. We'll, we'll look after you. Don't worry. We'll, Cheers, we'll, we'll, we'll carry you. <laughs> I'll see you later on. See you, mate. Right. Take see care. Hello, mate. Bye bye. Bye. It's great. He, uh, he's one of the most honest players I've ever heard in the podcast. Sorry, he's one of the most honest players I've heard in the podcast. He says it as it is, and you, you can't deny him them that. Interesting. He was fantastic at our live. It was ah, last yeah, last uh, one yeah. last season. Very good. Brilliant. Yeah, him and him and Gallon bouncing off one another was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but the interesting thing is, is it? I'd like to see Lee have a go at a centre forward. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. he probably had a go at Gallon, didn't he? Right, ours end. Ours end already. Are we, uh, there already? we are there already. Um, just before the ours end, can I very quickly say, just because this isn't really a nice end, but Hammerlinen, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he came on oh, Sunderland. Yeah. I thought he, I, I thought he had a decent enough game again up until the last. He started, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Up, up until the last yeah. thirty, thirty-five minutes when. To be fair, he was sort of exposed, and he had the you know their best player on the pitch up against him. Um, mm. And but I was just some of the stick he got on Twitter. I think there's one or two people who actually added him in the tweet, and you know just said you know that was terrible or whatever. And where, where do these? How on earth do they think that that's going to improve him? Um, I, I, I don't know. It just left me a li- yeah. left me a little bit cold, and I just wonder if these people actually met him in the in the street after the game, whether they'd say you know the same things they do when they're hiding behind a keyboard. It's not about that. He's a kid. Well, exactly. Behave behave yourselves, Lee. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to get off my chest. I agree. I agree. It annoyed the hell out of me, actually, some of that that stuff I've seen. Sorry. Ours end. I I would say that last point you made probably was an ours end type point. Yeah. But but you obviously have something else. So why don't you start the ours end? Well, it's it's funny because it's West Ham I'm going to talk about. Okay. Very, very briefly. Welcome to the QPR podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I mean... The stuff that's going on down there at the moment with the stadium and the, I, I actually went onto their their message board, uh, uh, knees up, Mother Brown, I think it's called, just to have a look. Um, and there's people tearing their hair out over the new ground. Um, the, the seating arrangements being told to sit down. They're, they, you know, they're all told that the singing, the singing. <laughs> I think crowd I know where this sit, is going. Yeah, sit, sit together and blah 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 blah. And, and now they're apparently they're being cus- called customers instead of fans. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Um, and and the general soulless atmosphere. And, and I, you know, I. I, I I've never really had a massive problem with West Ham, although, of course, it would be quite funny if they're playing at home to Burton next season mm. in, in, in that massive stadium. But it's just a care for what you wish All for. All due respect to Burton, Yeah, cetera. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah it's a care for what you wish for. I know we need a new ground. I know, you know, Lee Hoos has come out and said there's no way we can, we can, we can build on that, although given that we were 5,000 short of capacity ground on Saturday... Um, maybe a twenty-five thousand thirty-seater isn't uh, thirty thousand seater isn't so good, but I'd just like to say, could we just build a modern-day version of Loftus Road? Um, not, yeah. not exactly the same, well, but in in the same sort of close to the pitch, if it, if it does happen, and maybe you could have an, an old-school end where you just uh, have the same seats, <laughs> have the same structure as Loftus Road, so the really old fans can go in and still feel at home. Well, some teams have done that stadium move very well, haven't they? And some well, haven't. West Ham was pretty much fast-tracked. So they didn't really get the uh, planning in place mm. to do it. Yeah. 
Well, they are, they are a club. They're struggling for to find their identity yeah. like on and off the pitch, aren't they? Yeah. And, and the the it's almost as a the, what's happening on the pitch is almost a consequence of the mess off it. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I say. It was just it was just a a careful what you wishful thing. And well done, Charlie Austin, for scoring. I've had I've, I've had uh, had a couple of quid on him to be top scorer. So hopefully he'll bring home the bacon. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Anyone see the team photo? Yeah. that got put on Twitter so if you haven't seen it yet the club put a team photo on Twitter this afternoon which is the official uh, lineup. and I all I thought seeing it was well this is 2016 folks we have more therapists than we do football coaches on there we have a first team coach and a first team manager but we have a sports therapist a first team therapist a first team sports scientist a performance enhancement consultant a head of medical services on there. I think one of them, one of them must be the guy. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a guy who makes the players line up on the touchline at the start of the second half, yeah. and they have to run ten yards, yeah. and that's his contribution. Um, but my <laughs> favourite does a bit more than. Well, that. let's hope so. Yeah. Quite why he needs to put out the different cones for it, I'm not quite sure. Um, but my a... favourite is a chap called Sam Perrin is on that team is on that team photo, and he is an equipment monitor. For us. <laughs> so. So I'm wondering, is he a boy in year five who's the equipment monitor? <laughs> because it sounds like a primary school kid. And if Sam Perrin's mates don't take the mick out of him for that job title, oh. he needs to get better mates. Well, I'm sure he does a very valuable role. I hope role. not listening. I'm just, God rest his soul, but I'm just wondering what Jim Gregory would mean of it all. Yeah. Um, his idea of a performance enhancing um, <laughs> coach was basically a hammer. Um, <laughs> you know, I... I I've read Tony's tweet today, and um, what was Tony's tweet? Because I haven't seen it, Paul. It's um, you know, for those of us, for people who are not on Twitter, what did he say? Best squad or something? (laughs) Is it? Um, Go on, go on, go on, go on. I'll find it. You say what you're going to. No, it's like um, best squad um, job done. People who play for the badge and everything else, and he's getting quite a lot. Well, not a lot of flack on Twitter, but it's raised eyebrows, and um, again. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if I'm, I, it's a tricky one because I don't think Tony Fernandez is, he, he gets pelters on Twitter a lot. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad chairman. He's not a bad human being. He's just trying his best. But when you've had the run of results we've had, and he puts that up, it's kind of like he's thrown coal on a very damp fire. And um, it's it's kind of just it's. I don't want to say it's unhelpful, but I'm just thinking, what's he thinking? That we're, what's he saying that we're not saying? We've won one league home game at home this season. Um, are we better than what we were last? Is it, is it better? I mean, we've still got people like Sandra on the pair. What, what I'm trying to ask in a really bad, stupid, ridiculous, because I'm thick way is, what's his point? What's well, he getting at? Well, basically, his, his, his point is that for... for um, Against Birmingham, as we've all said tonight, for the first time in second a few half. games, yeah, the second half, okay, the second half, finally the crowd behind him, and and you know we looked reasonably excited. So maybe he's he, he's sort of stayed away from now and seized his moment now, thinking that QPR fans are you know. No, I, I think he only ever tries to do his best for the club, but sometimes it just comes out wrong. But the thing is, it doesn't make sense anyway. It makes sense. Was that your point? No, my hours end of the show is. <laughs> No, it was my eyes in the show, sorry. My point is, I don't really know what he was doing with that tweet. Oh, sorry, I meant, was that your eyes end point? No. My eyes end is quite a simple one. It won't take more than five or six seconds to say. 
Thank you very much, Don Shanks, what you're doing for Istanbul's on Thursday. It's just down to Don Shanks, nobody else. Nobody else can take the credit. Don Shanks has arranged a dinner for Istanbul's to help raise funds. And it would be brilliant if some people in the QPR community could stop trying to take credit for things that they don't do. This is down to Istanbul's. Thank you to his family and everything else and to Don don't don't shanks what he's doing it means a lot that people are doing things for stan and it really upsets me when people just try and jump on the bandwagon don't jump on this bandwagon just do things anonymously if you want to help don't well, do it because you want your name in a fanzine or do this or do that or do the other do it because you genuinely care about stan balls this is life it's not about your ego well done don shanks you're an amazing gentleman and um, i hope it goes well on thursday ross yeah my R's end. <laughs> Difficult month coming up. We've got a couple of big games. Basically, let's just have some performances. Let's go out and play with our hearts and spit of our heads. Let's support us, get behind the team. And let's just enjoy it if we can. Let's put performances in. Let's not just capitulate like we've done in September. Let's go out, work hard, play hard and get some results. And go to Freedom and fucking win. Exactly, yeah. yeah that would Sorry. be nice because it would be nice at home. Burton and Fulham predictions. Uh, me, okay. Uh, yeah, just be, just before I do that, uh, just got to say that Paul, um, uh, when we were WhatsApping earlier on, Paul was doing the housework, uh, which uh, <laughs> the sense why is, shouldn't he be doing? No, the exactly. Housework. No, I did it. Yes, I had to clean the bath, miss. But I just I just bought the image of Finney in a penny. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, well, you know, when I was title. young, I had a, I had a stutter. And um, I can only pronounce my name as Paul Pinney. Okay, yeah. So Burton, I think I think we're going to nick a one 0 there. Uh, Fulham, oh, Christ. Um, I'll, I'll go for one all and hope for the best. Ross, I should say four points from the two games. I think six points. Ooh. Six points, two wins, at least three goals. Paul, great. I want tomorrow night because I'm going there it's going to be a nice I've been there before it's nice to be in the terrace and it's a bit, bit old fashioned one all will do me it's an improvement we play better we're a bit more attacking but Saturday by I the way one all definitely isn't actually technically an improvement on a one all but go on no it is away from home because we've, we've lost okay, one okay, okay. Um, don't try and be clever um, sorry I won't do it again no, you never have don't and Sunday know. is this point Sa- also five seconds Sa- Saturday um, <laughs> please yeah it was an important point you made uh, please please God please if if Moses can part the Red Sea if Jesus can rise if all kind of spiritual gods can do things that are amazing surely we can win at Fulham surely <laughs> Very good. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Open All Ours. UPR. UPR.